Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. You're listening to a message from the Poimano, bringing you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. In our Wednesday message, Dag Heward Mills will teach on what it means to be a new creation. You will understand what happens in your life once you choose to be born again and to give your life to Jesus. Salvation is supposed to mark a turning point in a person's life. Rather than tightly holding on to your past mistakes, salvation is the opportunity to embrace a new identity as a child of God. Dag Heward Mills encourages you to forget the former things and to recognize that God is doing a new thing once you are born again. After today's message, you'll be able to boldly proclaim, I am a new creation, and also be equipped to share the gift of salvation with someone else. I'm not looking behind me at mistakes I've already made. Hope is living inside me. I believe that my debts are paid to rest in you.
Amen. Lord, I'm keeping my eyes on you. This morning is Palm Sunday. That is the Sunday before the great Sunday, the best Sunday of all, Easter Sunday. The Sunday where Jesus rose from the dead. At least it's the Sunday on which we remember that great event. Amen. And this morning, I want to share about the reason for Palm Sunday, which is the new creation. Amen. The new creation. All right. And I want you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And I'll be sharing some things that are in this powerful book, Seven Great Principles. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Amen. And then also in John chapter 3, and turn with me to John chapter 3. Just go back, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Chapter 3 and verse number 3. Jesus answered and said to him. The hymn is Nicodemus. He said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Amen. And then he went on. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb, can he? And Jesus answered and said, Truly I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. Verse 6, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Okay? I will explain all these verses as we go along. But I want to first of all, say that there is no religion like the religion Christianity. There's a big difference between Christianity and other religions. I don't even like to call Christianity a religion because it is really not a religion but a relationship. All right? Every other religion gives you things to do. Pray five times a day. Go to this place, eat this, don't eat pork, don't eat beef, don't eat vultures, don't eat snakes. Uh, Wear this, cover your eye, cover your face, cover your head. Don't do that, do this, don't do that, 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 and so on. Whether it is uh, this religion or that religion or that, this one says pray this way, chant 20 times, do this. Different things, every religion gives you a number of things to do. All right? Now, the reality, my dear friend, is that uh, God, who understood and understands the state of mankind, knows very well that telling us to do ten things don't do these things. Do these things. Pray this way. Do that. It's not going to change us. Because when man fell, man 
fell deeply into sin. And sin has been increasing. There is more sin. The reason is because each sin leads the neighbor of the sinner to react also in sin. If you commit murder, the relatives of the murderer are full of anger and bitterness. And they want to revenge or avenge their relative whom ha- who has been killed. You see this on Sky News often. Sky News, they, are, they often tell us about murders. Always somebody has been killed in England. Now, you find out that that leads to bitterness, hatred, and this Palestinians bomb the Israelis. Israelis retaliate and they hate each other and they hate each other more and they fight and they kill and they murder and then they betray one another and then they fight again and it goes on and on and on, you know. And so the darkness deepens, the sin increases. And that is why when Jesus came into this world, when they brought to him the woman who had been caught in adultery, he turned to the people they were expecting him to say she must be killed. She must be destroyed. She must be stoned. He said, whichever one of you has not done any sin should throw the first stone. And then they all didn't throw a stone and they all ran away. And then the Bible says, the first thing he said, immediately he said, I am the light of the world. I am the one who is bringing light. The darkness is the perpetuation of the sin and the darkness and the revenge and the fighting and the judgment and the hatred. But Jesus is the one who is bringing light, forgiveness and mercy. And that's why he said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen, God knowing that we are so deeply affected by our sins decided in Christ Jesus that we should be created anew. So the Bible says, therefore, if any man is in Toronto, he is a new creature. No, no, no. You don't change when you go to Toronto. Therefore, if any man is in New York, he's a new creature. No. When you go to New York, you find the same problems that you find in Ghana. Therefore, if any man is in Lagos, he's a new creature. No. If any man is in Nairobi, he's a new creature. No. If any man is in London, he's a new creature. No, 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 no. The problems are the same. Multiplying. Going to America does not change you or your marriage. In fact, you may even divorce when you get to America because they have so much divorce there. All right? But if a man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. But what happens is that you wonder, is this a new creature? If you were, before you got saved, you were tall. After you become a new creature, or what we call salvation, you are still tall. If you have your jerry curls in your hair or perm hair or straight hair, after you get born again, you still have jerry curls or perm hair or whatever you had before. Okay? If you were very dark or very fair before you got born again or before you became a new creature, you still 
are very dark or very fair after you got born again. So the question is, are all things become new? Are all things become new? Old things have passed away. Behold, everything has become new. So are all things new? If you were, you had all in your O level or your JSS, you had a, a, a distinction or you had a, you fail, you know, or you are not able to do maths before you are a new creature. After you are a new creature, are you able to do mathematics? My wife is not good at maths and she's, although she's born again, she's still not able to do maths. You get it? So you ask yourself, are all things become new? No. You see, Jesus explained this, the same question Nicodemus was asking. Can a man go back into his mother's womb and come out again when he's old? And Jesus said, you see, you are thinking of the flesh. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, but I'm not talking about that. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. I'm talking about being born of the spirit. You see, man is not just what you see. Man is a spirit, a soul, and a body. And the spirit of man is the man that we call the inner man or the inward man or the hidden man. If you came to church last Sunday, you'll find that I was preaching about Lazarus and the rich man. And the Bible says, and Lazarus died and he was carried. So he was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And the Bible says the rich man also died and in hell he lifted up his eyes. He lifted up his eyes. So even though these people were buried, he still was a person. And that is the person, the real person. He's still there, the inner Man, there is a man who looks just like you And it's you, that's why you are going to recognize me When you go to heaven And I go to heaven as well, I hope and pray Don't you hope that you go to heaven I'm praying that I'll go to heaven Because it's one of my targets To get to heaven Amen It's not automatic Bible says you should work out your salvation With fear and trembling so we are, we are hoping when we get to heaven, you'll meet them and say, Hey, Raymond, wow, you look just like Brother Ray. Lucy, that's Lucy with a crown. That's Joe. That is uh, the guy you gave the nickname. You see all the guys and the people there. And the Bible says, he saw, he cried. Father Abraham, I'm tormented. I'm tormented in this flame. Have mercy on me. He was crying. He had a voice. And he had emotions and he was crying. I, I, I am tormented in this flame. Now you see, it is that person who is born again. The spirit, the real you is the one who is changed. So when you come to Jesus Christ... God changes the spirit. You are born again. When you stand, you give your life to Jesus Christ, there is a supernatural rebirth. You know, if you read the Bible, you see certain words. Rebirth. Born again. Regeneration. So, that's different from a religion. 
in our case, we believe that the person is reborn. You see, because you, you, you can't, if you take a pig and you wash it, it's still a pig. If you put on a suit and you give your pig a tie, it's still a pig. A pig in a tie. And if you pour all your perfume on him, on him all your special expensive perfume, you pour it on him, he's still a pig. Smelling good, but he's still a pig. And so God in his wisdom decided to give birth to us again. Amen. And so that is what has happened when you are born again. There is the inner man of the spirit of the man that is born. Now God made us in his image. And God, God in three persons. Is there a song like that? Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty. Early in, in the, the morning, morning oh, a song shall rise to thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. God in three persons. You remember that song? So God said, I'll let me make man in my image. And we have been made in his image and we are also in three parts. The spirit, the soul, and the body. You get it? And you have to understand man is in these three parts. Now, after you are born again, it is the spirit, like Jesus was explaining about being born again, that is reborn. And I I want to tell you, my friend, if you are praying for your child, if you are praying for your husband, if you are praying for your parents, if you are praying for your auntie, if you are praying for your relatives, listen to me, pray, not that they will be in America, not that they will be in Canada, but that they will be in Christ. Because when a man is in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. That is what you should pray for, that Christ will touch the life of the person so that the person will have a new heart and a new life and a new beginning now after you are born again what are you supposed to do with each of these three parts so that's what i want to share with you three things that you must do after you've become a new creation number one what do you do with the newborn spirit that has just been created what do you do with someone who is newborn? What do you do with the inner man? The, the Lazarus which was carried to Abraham's bosom. What do you do with him? Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. Quickly please. 1 Peter chapter 2. Verse 1. It says, Therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all murder... Okay, like newborn babies, or as the King James says, as newborn babies, long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. So, the first thing is what to do with your spirit, that the newborn person 
It's a baby. Okay, it's a baby. And when you are a baby, you need to grow. You need to grow spiritually. You need to grow spiritually so that your newborn spirit will dominate your life. And many Christians are not growing. You don't grow by being prayed for. Let me say that again. You don't grow by being prayed for. When somebody prays for you, you don't grow. Because he prayed for you. You may get blessed. Huh? If you go to school and your teacher waves at you, that doesn't make you grow. You don't grow. You grow by eating. And so the spirit needs to grow. Because your spirit is newly born again. And and you, you grow by feeding on the pure milk of the word of God. And this is why we are constantly encouraging you to invest in Bibles. You need to have a Bible you understand. Those little Gideon's Bibles are special gifts of a special ministry which are trying to make Bibles available to every single person. But somebody like you should invest in a better Bible which has some notes or something that helps the Bible to be more readable for you okay you need to invest in different types of bibles that is why we are constantly encouraging you to buy a book you get it you have to because that is what makes your spirit grow you need because the books are based on the word of god not mills and boom but books that are sharing the word and you can see when you look around that people are little tiny christians Tiny little babies, never develop, not even one inch. And the church is full of tiny little babies. You see, a baby is almost like someone, you know, who is not born. Because you don't even notice the person. I mean, unless you grow and mature, you you never have any effect in this world. You never do anything in this world. You are nothing. You never say a word. You never speak a word. You never do anything. So when you don't grow spiritually, it's like you are not born again. And that's why there are a whole lot of people who are just like unbelievers, even though they are born again one day. All the people who come here and give their life to Christ, raise up their hand, they are instantly born again when they speak those words of faith. The spirit is reborn. But then they need to grow. And when you do not grow... And when you do not develop, all right, you, you, you are now still dominated by the two other parts that, that are very powerful. So you must grow. You must buy CDs. You, you can't just say, I'm listening to Peace FM. So my, I'm always listening to Peace FM. Or I'm just listening to whatever FM. Joy FM or Love FM, or whatever FM you have. You can't just listen to any station. You have to listen to Christian stations. You have to listen to preaching. You must read. And that's what's going to make you grow. Sometimes you wonder, we black people, we pray a lot. Praying doesn't make you grow. Africans, we like prayer and fasting. Fasting doesn't make you grow per se. It is good. 
It's just like drinking water doesn't make you grow. It is food that makes you grow. I've seen people in the church, they come for prayer meeting, fasting. They don't grow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look, if I have to recommend to you fasting or soaking in the word, I would tell 100 times, go for the word rather than fasting. I'm not saying fasting is not good. We are fasting. We are fasting now. But if I have to recommend one of them, I would say, go for the word. You don't grow by fasting. You grow, you grow by the word. You grow by eating. Just as you grow physically by eating food, you grow that by the word, the food that comes into you. You don't grow because you fasted. You grow lean physically. You become, you become more open to spiritual things when you fast because you suppress the physical body. But you become more open to spiritual things. You become attentive to the spirit world when you fast. You become alert spiritually. You become a little less carnal when you fast. But that doesn't mean you are growing. You now have a potential to grow. But it doesn't mean you are growing. So you see, people who don't read, people who don't soak in the word themselves, they never grow. Amen. Now the second thing that you need to do is that you need to control the body. Sing it again, that, that last part of the song. Sing it again. God in three persons, blessed trinity. God, God is in three parts. The Father, the Son, the Spirit. The flesh, God the Father. Then the flesh, the real God himself. Then the flesh, the word became flesh. And then the Spirit. The feeling part of God, the Holy Spirit. Bible said, grieve not the spirit. Don't quench the spirit. The emotional and feeling part of God. We have these three parts. So there's the flesh part of human being. And that part, I tell you, is the bad part of us. I can tell you how bad it is because every day it makes smelling things come out. Your mouth smells without trying to, to do anything. It will start smelling. If you like die within a few minutes, you see the smell that will going to come from you. I mean, it shows you how bad this flesh is. It is the worst part that we still have to carry around. And the Bible tells us what to do with this body. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. Or let's read verse 24. Do you know that those who run on a race run and one receives the prize, but run in such a way that you may win? Everyone completes the games as exercise self control in all things, and they do it to receive a perishable wreath. Are you there? Therefore, I run in such a way, not as without aim, but I box in such a way, not as beating the air. In other words, I am not just beating the air, but I know the problem. I know what the problem is. What is the problem? What is the problem with our Christian lives? The problem is the body and the flesh. And he says in verse 27, but I discipline my body and I make it my slave 
so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. After you are saved, you see this verse, underline it, circle it, asterisk, verse 27. I keep my body under control. That is what it says in the King James. I keep my body under. But this one says I discipline it. It's one of the best verses in the whole Bible. It's a verse I have never forgotten over the years. I don't have to. You just prick me and I will remember it. I keep my body, the flesh. So you see, even though you are a new spirit, your flesh is still the same. It wants to sleep. It wants to eat. It wants to drink. It wants to have sex. It wants to play. It wants to be jealous. It wants to be angry. And some of our flesh have peculiar things. Some fleshes are more anger prone. Some are more jealous prone. Some are more wickedness prone. Some are more bitterness prone. Some are more sex prone. But your flesh, it wants to behave. And that's why some Christians look like unbelievers. Because their flesh is doing whatever it wants to do. Hey! You, you don't, if you don't bring this body into control, ha, huh, you will see that it will manifest itself. One day I went to somebody's house, I ministered to him salvation. When I finished ministering, it was my first time ever of leading somebody to pray for the Holy Spirit uh, in that way. So I prayed for him to receive the Holy Spirit. He lifted up his hand. In his house, just me and him. He lifted up his hand, he received the whole and then he fell down. That was the first time ever somebody has fallen down whenever I've laid my hands on him. So I always remember that day. Huh? In my ministry, in my life. It was a private ministration. So I, I, he spoke in the I was so happy. I was one of the happiest people on earth. Salvation and Holy Spirit baptism all in one day. And he fell under the anointing. So after some time, he, he, wasn't, he didn't want even to stop. So I went home. And after some hours, or the next day or the same day, I decided to go and visit my convert who had been saved and has received the Holy Spirit and was speaking in tongues. So when I got to the house, <laughs> hey, I was just about to go into his chamber you know, where he, where he was, and there's a door before the door, before the house, before where he is. And I just decided to stop and just wait. Back. And then I was going to see my convert who was, salvation has happened. The spirit is newly born just in a few hours. And just before I entered, I decided to stop. And lo and behold, there was one of his old girlfriends in the room. And they were doing their own thing fully. Tell the person next to you, understand what the person is talking about because of your personal experiences. <laughs> so, you know, I was confused. Like, is this person saved? Do you understand? Is this person born again? Is he a new creation? Yes, he is a new creation, but the flesh is exactly the same. There's no change. And until you decide to control the flesh, I tell you, the flesh will disgrace you and disgrace you and it will actually control you and take you to hell. So the flesh is the same. 
you see people born again, marriage is difficult. There's so many problems. So because the flesh has not changed. And marriage is not the union of the spirits. It's the two fleshes that are joining. My flesh and your flesh, we are coming to live together. Hey! Is there not going to be confusion? That's why marriage is no easy deal. Because it's not the born again parts that are coming. But the unsaved flesh. So every one of us here. And that's why fasting is good. It helps you to control the body. At least for one week. Some of you can't fast even up to 12 o'clock. Hey, it shows you that your flesh is totally ruling the, the flesh. You see, one day I rode a horse. I was supposed to be riding the horse, but the horse rode me. It was one of my father's horses called Onopod. We were going on the early morning, 25 a.m. And I was sitting on the horse and we were just going. And I was a new rider. I mean, I was not so experienced. And I had a whip by mistake. You know, there are some horses, they, they are very strong. If you, if you, if, you cannot easily even stop the horse. And I, I, I just made a mistake of letting the horse see. The, the horse saw the whip like this. And it was a very strong race horse. Race horses are different from donkeys and other type of horses. When it saw the whip, then the horse took off. We strained the mouth, the neck on the beach. And carried me from around... Um, Glamour, do you know where the beach is behind there? Is it glamour? That the, the, the high street behind the beach. Multi store to the castle. Hey! The flesh was just going. I was also going with it like that. <laughs> so you see, when we are fasting and your flesh can just carry you anywhere, there is something wrong with you. Turn to Romans chapter 12. Verse 1. Your flesh must not be able to carry you wherever it wants to go. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. So what do you do next? You also have to work on the mind. Because the mind is also exactly the same as it was. If you didn't know how to fly a plane before you are saved, you don't know how to fly a plane after you are saved. Because there is no salvation in your mind. There's no change. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, or one says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. I urge you to present what? Your bodies. You present your body. He didn't say present yourself. Because you are different from your body. If I say present your bag, Rosemary, present your bag. Come present your bag to me. Present your bag. Present your bag. It's, you see, she has presented her bag. This is her bag and this is her. She's here and this is her bag. Presenting your body is not presenting yourself because you are different from your body. So you, you, you take your body and say, body, body, to the fasting meeting quickly. You present your body. You control it. Say, we are waking up now. Get up. People who can't control their bodies, they can't pass exams. They can't get up early to learn. They can't learn in the night. They can't study. They can't discipline themselves. The body is in control. Then he says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. It's only reasonable. 
that you will control your body now that you are saved. Then look at verse 2. And be ye transformed. This is where the real change comes in. By the renewing of your mind. Your mind must be renewed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the third part of you, which is the mind and the soul, needs to be renewed. Renewed by the, transformed by renewing of the mind. Now, what is renewing of the mind? Renewing of the mind is reprogramming of the mind. That's why you need to come to church Sunday after Sunday for reprogramming of your, of your brain box. Your brain box needs to be renewed from all the old junk that is there that you have heard from other sources. You need to come to God and have reprogramming. Because what is going to come out of your mind is only what you have put in. That's why when you marry some people, hey, shh. The mind is working a certain way. My mother said, my grandmother said, you see, I had a certain auntie. One wizard in my family told me this. A book I read, Nigerian fables, Nigerian film. There was a lady who did this. There was this and that. Stories, Anansi stories. And other things are what are guiding you. Not the word. What comes out is what you've put in. And many of our behavior do not change because we have not put in something new. That's why you need to find yourself here on Tuesday. Some of you, you feel Tuesday is too far, too late, too whatever for you. But that is what's affecting you. You need reprogramming. A computer only brings out what has been put in. That's why you send your child to school. Go and learn 1 plus 1, 2 plus 2, 3 plus 3, 414, 424, 438, 4312, 4464. Program, program. So that in future, when you say 4520, 8864, 9327. You even forgot. 9981. <laughs> you have to program it. Program the mind. That's why you must have a Bible and read it and exchange what you do from the world with what God's word is telling us. That's what you have to do when you are a new creation. Reprogramming. Renew the mind, the brain box. Some of you, you are guns. You only know how to quarrel. You, you need to... I'm a gun. I've grown up... I saw quarrels like that. So myself and Bishop Eddie, we are guns and we, we, it's our, our families. We, we, and the Bishop Saki is not in that group, but the two of us are in that group. So we are talking about what we have seen. You only know how to quarrel and it's like I mean, you never understand, you never see, you never give in. But you have to read the Bible and learn how to give in and to give up. And to forgive and to release issues. It's time for you to program your mind. The pastor, you know, who ordained me to the ministry, Pastor Bassett, he told us a story one time. I was very surprised. He was a pornographer. Do you know what that is? The one who acts the films in the pornography films, the naked man in the film. He was, that was his job. I tell you, before he got saved. One day he found Christ to his surprise. He was now saved. And after that, he just continued living his life. Now, all that he knew is that if you love somebody, you sleep with a person. So he was loving everybody that he saw. He loved every girl. When I see you, I love you. Come, my dear. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. He loved everyone that he knew. Because that's all that he knew. Sex was his work. One day, 
he was in bed with one of the girls. And he was sleeping, having a good time. Then he got up in the middle of the night and there was a big man, a big black. He said it was the devil. And when he got up, he, he, he jumped up. He was so frightened. And he looked, hey, what is happening? And he said to himself, there is something wrong. And he said, he went to read the Bible. And he found in the Bible that you are not supposed to sleep with somebody you are not married to. He was so surprised. Hey, is that what you are supposed to do? So he changed. And he stopped loving all the sisters that he was seeing. And found only one and decided to love. He was reprogrammed. I said he was reprogrammed in the box. I've written a book, Model Marriage. Instead of buying it. So that you reprogram your traditional mind. To something new. You will not buy it. And you pass by. (laughs) Give me three kebab. Two sausage kebab and one uh, uh, beef kebab. One goat kebab. Do you have any goat like soup today? And you are always filling the flesh, which is already a bad thing. Fueling the flesh, giving energy to the flesh, but you are not reprogramming the mind. Do you think you will be a good Christian? And you are not feeding your spirit. The spirit is a weakling. It, It does not have strength to be able to dominate the mind. Oh, that is why all the problems, that's where all the problems come from in our Christian life. It's not that we are not Christians. We are Christians. But tiny little Christians who are not developing and growing. And it's time for you to be reasonable and rise up and take control of your body. Bible says, I discipline my body. I bring it under control and reprogram your mind. If before you got saved, you were using all your money for yourself, reprogram your mind that I'm going to give at least 10% of my money to Almighty God. Program your mind. You have to renew your mind and learn how to give to God. And bless God. And your life is going to take a new turn. And one day when somebody sees you, they'll say, wow, that is a new creation. One day my mother said something to someone. She said, if anybody is born again, Dag is born again. I mean, in terms, she was talking about my behavior before I got saved. And when I got saved, she saw it, that I was a new creature. Can they see that you are new? Some of you, they can only see you go to church all the time, but they can't see any change. Everyday church, everyday church, but no change. No change. No softness. No forgiveness. No yielding. It's time for us to be new creatures that people can see that, wow, hey, this is your salvation. It is a real salvation. Tell your neighbor, I'm a new creation. It's time to go home. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. I'm a new creation. There's a song like that. We used to sing it. But we don't have time to sing it. We used to sing, I'm a new creation. I'm born again. Is that not so? I am a new, sing it. Creation. I'm a brand new man. All things have passed away. Born again. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lift your hand and ask God to give you the strength to discipline yourself, your body, present your body a living sacrifice to do his will, to do his work. Reprogramming, renewing of your mind. Your mind must be reprogrammed. Your mind must be renewed. Your mind must be changed. 
your mind must be reinvested in something else must come into your mind apart from every other thing you have ever known in the past father thank you for renewing our minds and reprogramming our minds thank you for our salvation what a precious faith we have found in you we thank you lord in jesus name amen as every head is bowed and every eye closed if you are here today you are not born again you are not a new creation this new creation i'm talking about you must become a new creation you must give your life to jesus christ and have your sins washed away by the blood if you are here this morning you want your sins to be washed away you want to be a new creature you want to be born again just lift up your right hand and i'm going to pray a special prayer with you as we close the service so that you can become a new creature in christ jesus lift up your hand you want to be a new creature you want to give your life to god lift it up thank you i see your hand just your right hand up high god bless you god bless you i want to be a new creature i want to be born again god bless you if you've lifted your hand i want you to come to me in the front here i want to pray with you right in front here just come i want to be a new creature come from where you are i'm coming down to meet with you come all the way to the front i want to pray with you right here god bless you come from the back come from everywhere pastor i want to be a new person i want to be a new creature i want to be a born i want to be born again i want i want to go to heaven bible says unless you are born again you cannot go to heaven come now come and let me pray with you so that one day you find yourself all the way coming to god coming to heaven god bless you god bless you clap for them as they come clap for them please clap for them as they come amen let us pray say this prayer everyone lift your hand those of you in front here lift your hand as well say lord jesus please forgive me for my sins say it after me lord jesus please forgive me for my sins have mercy on me oh god i realize that i am a sinner i realize that i don't know you have mercy on me Please write my name in the book of life. From today, I give my heart and I give my life, I give my everything to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.